Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, September 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Chinese companies are getting pretty popular with European investors these days, and farmers are getting worried about food shortages this winter. Plus, the European Central Bank will likely raise interest rates today to fight inflation, but by how much? We'll talk about the ECB's hawkish pivot. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Chinese companies have earned way more on European stock exchanges than they have on Wall Street this year. That's the first time that's happened ever. Chinese dealmaking in the U.S. has been soured by a dispute over U.S. regulators' access to audit files. That dispute could lead to the U.S. banning trading in all Chinese companies in 2024. So Chinese companies have pivoted to other markets while Beijing and Washington are negotiating. Officials from the American Public Company Accounting Oversight Board are headed to Hong Kong this month. They'll examine audit work of several Chinese companies listed in New York, including Jack Ma's Alibaba. The European Central Bank is meeting today, and top of the agenda? You guessed it, tackling inflation. The ECB has been taking an increasingly hawkish tone since the start of the year, but it surprised people with just how far it's willing to go when it raised interest rates by half a percentage point in July. Now the FT's Martin Arnold says it might be even higher this time around. The driver for this is, is of course, inflation. Um, but And inflation hit a record high for the eurozone of 9.1% last month. But also what's driven it is that the economy has proved surprisingly resilient uh, over the last few months. So whilst everyone expects the, the eurozone to, to, to fall into a painful recession this winter because of the energy crisis caused by Russia squeezing the supply of gas, that hasn't happened yet. And actually growth and all the hard data that we've seen on the economy continues to surprise the upside. So that's giving the hawks ammunition to argue that, you know, there is going to be more inflationary pressure than they expect. Uh, And so they need to be more aggressive in, in, in clamping down on inflation early on. Russia earlier this week, getting back to your point about energy, it said it was going to close off oil and gas to Europe through the Nord Stream pipeline until Western sanctions were lifted. And this would dampen the economy. We're talking about a hot economy. This would dampen the economy. So what scenario does the ECB prepare for? Because you can't prepare for both, can you? Well, you can, actually, because it's quite possible given the fact that if there is an energy crisis that pushes the economy into recession, inflation may not fall, or at least it may take a while to fall, because energy prices will remain very high in that scenario. It's a stagflation scenario. So you have stagnant or negative growth, but still very high levels of inflation. And that's the nightmare scenario, especially as the inflation is being driven not by overheating domestic demand, but it's being driven by external supply shocks, particularly the energy shock. And and therefore, the ECB is in a very difficult position, but its main mandate is to fight inflation. And when it sees signs that the economy is holding up better than expected, and it also sees signs that consumers and businesses are starting to expect 
these very high levels of inflation to continue for longer, then the ECB thinks it really needs to act more aggressively. And that's pushing the arguments in favour of a 0.75 percentage point increase in interest rates, which would be the first time the ECB has done that since the launch of the, of the euro back in 1999. Martin Arnold is the FT's Frankfurt Bureau Chief. Energy prices may also play a role in the food Europeans are able to buy this winter. Food producers in Europe are warning that the continent could experience shortages as temperatures drop. The EU Farmers Union and two major food producer associations said their members are already reducing their outputs. I'm joined now by the EFT's Andy Bounds, who's covering this. Hey, Andy. Hey. So, Andy, why are producers saying that Europe should expect a less food and higher prices this winter? Well, what's happening is this energy crunch is hitting all sectors of the economy and the farming industry is the latest one to feel the pinch. Prices have gone up for electricity and gas because of the war in Ukraine and Russia turning off the gas taps to Europe. Therefore, producers are just finding it very, very hard to fund their growing plans. And many of them use greenhouses because obviously over the winter, they don't have the heat to grow things like tomatoes, cucumbers. Uh, in the EU, especially in the northern states. And lots of those people deciding it's just too expensive to heat those greenhouses, light those greenhouses, and therefore they're not going to be planting. So is the idea that the limited supply will make prices at the grocery store go up? Yeah, that's exactly it. So, you know, there will still be some products out there, but there will be fewer of them and therefore they'll be on higher prices and they'll cost more to produce. And then, you know, we're also seeing seasons being shorter. So for example, if you're growing apples, you can't afford to refrigerate those apples. So they might last for a couple of months, but not sort of, you know, three, four, five months as we're used to. And, and, you know, we're not talking about empty shelves of everything, but, you know, seasonal fluctuations. There might be, you know, some weeks when you won't be able to get many tomatoes or cucumbers or red peppers, those kind of things. And indeed, they will cost more one UK producer was telling us that uh, the price of cucumber, say, might double over the winter. What are farmers' plans to try and mitigate this? Are they asking the government for help? Yeah, indeed. The statement I got hold of is is addressed to the EU's leaders and the energy ministers of the EU are meeting uh, tomorrow on Friday uh, in Brussels to try and come up with ways of reducing energy prices uh, through a massive intervention, but effectively windfall taxes on producers of energy that aren't using gas, so renewable producers, coal producers. So um, the agriculture sector wants to make sure that it benefits from those reductions. If they do come in, it doesn't just go to households. And they're also uh, worried about plans to possibly ration energy over the winter. So again, you know, some industries are being told they might have to switch off. And the agriculture and food producers are saying, we're a vital industry here. You know, we, we need to make sure we can still get some energy to produce so that people can eat. Andy Bounds is the FT's EU correspondent. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Before we go, guess who's keeping up with private equity? Kim Kardashian is launching her own PE firm. The new firm is called Sky Partners. That's Sky with two Ks. Two Ks, get it, for Kim Kardashian. Anyway, she's collaborating with Jay Sammons, a former Carlyle Group executive. He's got a knack for investing in celebrity-backed ventures. Kardashian's firm hasn't raised any funds yet. Her mom, Kris Jenner, will also be a partner. 
Oh, and one last thing. Uh, If you want to find out more about how former U.S. President Donald Trump is influencing the Republican Party and the U.S. midterm elections, I'm hosting an Instagram Live today. I'll be chatting with the FT's Washington correspondent, Kieran Stacey. The conversation starts at 11 a.m. New York, 4 p.m. London. We'll have a link to the FT's Instagram account in the show notes. You can tune in from there. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.